You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, go ahead. It's time to get up and enjoy Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman, and we really have a great lineup for you today. Uh, we have a gentleman by the call name of Adam Rumpel. I, I, some say Rumpelstiltskin, and I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. But anyways, Adam's with Dry Festival. We're going to talk about a celebration in September that we're finally out in the weather and having a great time. We're going to be doing talking about that. Tony Sai is going to be talking to us from the CAA about getting your car ready for summer driving. And we're going to talk about all kinds of different things, from batteries to emergency care packages. So we'll do that. And Ben Marecki. He's my friend. I know Ben for many, many years. Ben is with Car Pages, and we're going to talk about speedometer fraud and fraud in general in the private used car market, which I think is a fascinating topic. And I want to remind you that we have a contest going on. We're giving away triangle tires. We have four tires for you installed for your car or light truck. All you have to do is go to davescornergarage.com, and you can enter. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. And uh, that's about it. Al, go ahead. Yeah, we got uh, got some great guests coming up. And, um, again, we've got Tony Sai. We've got Ben Marecki. You know, people think that, uh, you know, because cars are so electronic and computerized these days that it, you can't you can't roll back odometers you know the way they used to do it in the old days where you you know someone pops in there with a drill or or messes around and and, and turns it back but in fact we're going to find out that it happens easier and faster and way more often than we'd hate to admit eh stuff on the internet i went on on amazon and you can buy the speedometer repair devices for 150 bucks yes but you have to promise that you're only doing it for experimental purposes if you notice eh yeah or we're replacing a speedometer from the wrecker and we got it the mileage back to the original mileage but you know funny enough years ago when i worked for volkswagen they told me that when they would recondition a vehicle they would do it and 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 made no bones about it because they said because car like new now you know, I'm wondering, you know, when you see the stuff like on Barrett-Jackson and all those cars that are completely restored, are the Speedos back to zero? You know, I wonder when they talk about, we have this car here and it only has, you know, it, it's 50 years old, but it's only got 300 miles. Like, how did yeah. that happen? You mean like some rich dude had the <laughs> foresight years ago, I'm going to buy a car and then put it away. You know, I, I, you kind of wonder, eh? <laughs> I wonder all the time, you know. Yeah, but but in reality, I was looking up uh, used cars being moved over to the United States. All the low mileage cars are going to the U.S., and we're keeping all the high mileage stuff here. So that's another topic we should be talking about: is uh, the, the lack of used cars in the market. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about license plate frames. And if you don't want to be on the side of the road with a guy with a hat on and a badge. 
You better listen in, otherwise you could get in some big trouble. This is yeah. Dave's Corner Garage. Dave and Al will be right back after this break. All right, we're back. And if you want to win four tires, don't forget, go to Dave's Corner Garage and press on Enter to win four triangle tires. They're actually triangle brand tires. They're not three-corner tires. They are quite smooth. And, you know, anybody who <laughs> I know has used them has loved them. And um, They've been around for 40 years. Apparently, they've been producing tires for over 40 years, and I didn't even know that. Well, because, you know, they were in a different part of town kind of thing. all right now to spread the word you know most car manufacturers over the years not manufacturers i should say but on the dealer level they've been getting these nice plastic frames to put around cars and it'll say you know i love my honda or come to this dealership blah 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 but apparently these things are starting to cause a problem dave well the law is Every number plate shall be free and clear from dirt and obstruction and shall be affixed so the entire number plate, including the numbers, is plainly visible at all times. That's the law. But the reality is these things are covering, you know, Ontario's yours to discover or it's covering some part of the plate other than the numbers. And that's the issue. Well, doesn't the, you know, like, so if you're going to be pulled over by a policeman or someone's chasing you, um, all they need, I mean, they know that because it's white and blue or blue and white, and, you know, it's got these little crown in the middle. And as long as they can read the numbers or letters, what difference does it make? I agree, but the law is you cannot cover your plate. And I've seen some of these plates with really dark smoke covering, you know, trying to beat the 407. You can't read it at all. So, I mean, there are some issues with these things covering the numbers, but the reality is this is really just a, a, it's a, it's a money grab. It's really a crap show what's going on now, though. You know, so first of all, don't you remember a couple of years back, the license plates, they changed manufacturers or suppliers. Yes. The next thing you know, they all started peeling. And, 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 and people said, when, when they found out that, well, you know, you got to change them and you have to pay for them, people said, well, I already bought a pair and I don't think I have to pay for them, so I, I don't want to. And they didn't. And I see lots of plates where you can't even see, all you're seeing is the aluminum underneath. Why that's right, yeah. Are, why they're not getting stopped, I don't know. And that's the other point is now, because we have red light cameras, we have speeding cameras, uh, you know, there's an incentive to not want your plate visible. Do you know, I remember we talked about this last week, but in the first three months of this year, they handed out 80,000 speeding tickets with the uh, speed cameras. So, I mean, there's big money involved being able to read the plate. So I'm sure that's part of this campaign is to make sure that they can read the correct number and send the ticket to the correct party. You know, on the way here today, as a matter of fact, coming down the parkway, because I knew we were going to talk about it. I had yeah. one guy blow past me, and he had, like you say, a smoke gray cover on the plate. Yeah, which yeah, there's, yeah. There's no way that at night you could see through it. And then, of course, the other one that's quite common is people now, everybody's riding bicycles. Well, how do they get their bikes to the trails? They put them on their car. They put them on the rack. Well, sure enough, I pass somebody, and, and, and they've got this big Thule bike rack on the back. I mean, they don't take it off in between trips, right? And there's no way you could see the license plate. And I know from talking to people years ago that they said, well, we do it on purpose because when we go on the 407, the silly camera doesn't, can't see our license plate. So that's where you see this incentive to, to cheat. 
Well, there's another th thing here is that you, the front plate and the back plate are both to be visible. And I've seen guys with those high-end cars stick the plate into the windshield and saying, well, yeah, it's in the front of the car, but it's really not attached to the bumper. And that's actually a, a, a fine there also. They can pull you over and say, hey, you know what? It's not attached to the bumper. You're, not, you're breaking the law. $110. I think people Plus just, fees. Yeah, but I think people just want to, you know, they'll just take the risk. They'll say, you know, how much I'm going to save on, on parking tickets or not parking tickets, but speeding tickets or, or yes. 407 yeah. bills. I'll, I'll take a shot. And when they pull me over, then I'll deal with it. Hey, I want to bring up something which I thought was really important. Uh, General Motors is recalling 135,000 vehicles, uh, mainly Buicks and Equinox, because the jacks are not safe to jack up the car. So if you have a Buick Encore, you're better get involved. Uh, British, what's the other one? Chevrolet Trailblazer. Apparently, these jacks are made out of plastic. Really? I don't know if we ever thought of making a jack out of plastic. We got mentally ill. But anyways... <laughs> So these replacement jacks will be made out of metal, and you just go in there to swap out your jack. But if you've got one of these vehicles, Buick Encore or Chevrolet Trailblazer 21-22 model, you better get in touch with your dealer before you get in trouble at the side of the road. I thought that was the weirdest thing in the world. Can you imagine trying to sell that in at GM? Well, we can put in, make a plastic jack and probably save 12 cents. I think the discussion came down to... How many car owners actually use that jack? Okay, most people. Yeah. Most people have you know CAA or in, in, have AAA in the states, so they get a flat. You know they call they call the road service to come and get them. And how many people know how to use them? I mean, I can I promise you, I I know someone re, you know just a while back where you know I got a phone call it said we got a flat tire what do we do and I said well put on your spare and of course the reply was well we don't have one. Um, but they did. They just didn't know. They should make it part of driver's ed uh, to actually show somebody, this is where your spare tire is, and this is how you're going to change it. Because, you know, you can't, oh, let's say you're out of phone service, or let's say your phone is dead, um, or it's the middle of the night, and they say, it's going to take about three hours to get a tow truck there. You should know how to do it yourself. I don't have a spare in my car, and I got a really high-end car, and I think none of our cars have spares. Well, that's why they've it, come out with, with run-flat tires, but you need to run-flat, yeah. So what do you do with the run flat? You just drive it. Well, in theory, you, you drive it to the closest service center. You know, I mean, apparently yeah. by the book, you can drive it 30, 40 Ks. But uh, every time I, I have a car that has run flats. And in both cases, both tires got driven on and were ruined. And were garbage in the end. Yeah, that's right. They grind themselves to powder. All right. After the break, we got Adam Ruffle from, uh, well, he's the guy in charge of the Drive Festival. You know, we had Michael Wilson on last week from Haggerty talking all about this event. It's coming up the first weekend in September. We're yep. excited. We'll be back with Adam right after this break. Well, the good news is that our numbers are coming way down and the province is opening up uh, slowly but surely. Uh, anyways, the end of September, I should say, sorry, the end of the summer or the beginning of September is a huge car event coming up. The Canadian It's at the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park in Bowmanville. It's called Drive Festival. And we've got on the phone Adam Ruppel here. And Adam, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, uh, Dave and Alan, for having me on the show. Very excited to be here. Dave? 
Yeah, I was going to say, what it's what a great, you know, the commercial says start to live again. I think September we're going to start to live again. Woo! I mean, looking forward to it. For sure. Yeah. You know, I used to run around on the racetrack at the Mossport for years, and I really like it out there. The air is clean. You can camp overnight, and you've got this great festival. So you've got exotic cars. You've got road tests. You've got track time. You've got off-road. Tell us about it. So, yeah, our event is actually uh, based on um, a little bit of a version of, like, Goodwood's Festival of Speed in the U.K., so oh, everything about it is dynamic. Uh, we have a hill climb that we're going to be showcasing the cars on. So you don't just see the exotics, race cars, classic cars in a static way, like a traditional car show. But we're actually allowing the owners and the manufacturers to drive these cars up our hill, two-kilometer hill, at speed to give everybody an idea of what they look like in a dynamic way and what they sound like, uh, more importantly. Is that a turn two by chance? Pardon? Is that a turn two by chance, that hill climb? Yeah, actually, so it's going to start at um, the bottom of four and go backwards on the track. Um, We're safetying the track to go go backwards up through corner one. So there's there's four corners, and it's a hill climb, kind of inspired by the uh, hill climb, the famous hill climb at Goodwood Festival of Speed in uh, the U.K., now, question, it's run over three days. Is, is there camping available or not? Actually, we're not allowing camping because we're going to have so many, um, uh, like, amazing cars on site. Yes. Uh, we're, it's more of come out for the day mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it, enjoy the experience. What kind Adam, of- I have a question. Uh, you got cars like Bugatti, McLaren. How do you get these people to give you these cars for, for an event like this? Well, we're so the we're working with uh, FAF. Um, they're bringing the McLaren, uh, mm-hmm. Pagani, uh, and Porsche cars, and they're actually driving them themselves. Uh, the collector cars that we have coming from car clubs and those sorts of things are going to be driven by the owner of the car. So we're not just you know allowing the general public to hop in a um, uh, an, an exotic car and drive it up the hills. <laughs> Why not? It's $2 million car. Go crazy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we're going to have manufacturers, a uh, number of OEM manufacturers on site that are going to have um, cars for our three different test tracks. So we have a manufacturer test track kind of for the hybrids, SUVs. It's just more mimics a um, slow country drive. Then we have an off-road adventure track for the 4x4 and for the all-wheel drive vehicles. And then we actually have a 2.8-kilometer um, performance track. So if you're in with the brand um, and you want to try out a car on, the, on one of those tracks, then we have those available as well. So it's, it really gives a different opportunity for the manufacturer to um, have the cars on display and also have test drive opportunities right on site. Fascinating. Now, Canadian Tire has spent a ton of money at the uh, at the track. So there's there's food, there's there's facilities that you can use. You don't have to be embarrassed to go to the washroom. It's it's a great place to be. I really enjoy it up there. Yeah, and and we have 900 acres, which uh, you know, outdoor events are kind of uh, you know people are really excited about them because they're going to be part of our reopening plan. Um, with COVID-19, so much safer in the outdoors, so you can enjoy the fresh air and come out and spread out over the park and see all these uh, amazing cars. And So what are the dates? It's September 10th to the 12th. When do the kids go back to school? 
They go back <laughs> to school, actually. Yeah, they go back to school the week before, so uh, it's a week Perfect. after Labor Day. Our question, is there a cost involved, and if, if so, how do people buy tickets? Yeah, so we're opening up tickets uh, on our website, drivefestival.com, um, July 1st, and you can buy a, a general admission pass for uh, whatever day you want to come out. We're going to have different cars for the different days as well. Some of the cars are going to extend on the Dream Car Speed Run over the uh, the whole duration of the event. So, All uh, right. Dave, yeah. it's too bad you sold your YJ. You could have taken it out on the track. I, I, you know what? I'm so I'm so looking forward to this just to get back out into the air and uh, you know get some wind. It's just beautiful. And I'm gonna do the uh, I'm gonna do the hill climb. I'm gonna try it in my Toyota. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, but you'll you end can come up with on... me, Al. You can sit next to me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you got a spare helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and and I don't want to be on the off track one, you know, because that's exactly where we're going to be. As long as we're on all four wheels, I guess it would be a good thing. After the break, we got Tony Tsai from CAA. He's going to talk about getting ready for those summer-long trips, both the car and, and making sure you're safe. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, they just announced today that you cannot go to our neighbor to the south, not for at least another month, but we can go mm. right across the entire country in between, you know, from province to province to province. The borders are wide open, and people are getting in their cars, and they're going to be taking trips. And we're going to, we got Tony Sai on the phone. He's from uh, CAA, and he's got some tips now on how to make sure that your trip is a safe one and your car makes it. Tony? Hi. Good morning. Hi. Thank you for having me. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, Hi. go ahead, Tony. So, yeah, so, I mean, a couple of things we always say when people are traveling. Um, first is to make sure that you pack a great emergency safety kit. Um, great and making sure you have some essentials uh, year-round, but also a couple of things that you want to consider for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing, for sure, is to have a first aid kit, um, booster cables, a flashlight and batteries, uh, reflecting triangles or flares, safety gloves or gardening gloves in case you have to do some work. And waterproof matches in a can, uh, waterproof matches and a candle in a can or a jar, if you can. Question: can, and then, can we buy these at a specific place as a package, or do I have to walk down each aisle at the tire <laughs> store to get this stuff? No, you can actually buy a lot of these. In fact, you know, if you visit our CAA website at caaseo.com uh-huh. uh, and shop online, you can actually buy the emergency kits themselves. But certainly, you can also uh, assemble them. Uh, in a variety of ways, but generally, if you go and, and look for emergency car kits, you'll find most of these, these materials uh, or these items in that kit itself. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, I have a question: Is this a kit just for the summer, or is this a kit that goes the whole year? Well, I'd say the, that would be the kit for the whole year. But for the summer, I'd actually include a few extra items in there. Um, that meaning, uh, you know, you want to have some insect repellent. Uh, um, a rain poncho or a jacket in case it rains, some dry clothing, and also replenish with um, water and non-perishable food uh, and snacks in case uh, you need that as well. And these days, obviously, extra masks and hand sanitizers are are well, a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. great idea. What about a, you know, like you've got extra cell phone batteries? You know, in the U.S., you can buy a cell phone for nine bucks. I mean, they call them throwaways. You know, if you could get an extra or an old cell phone, maybe throw that in there, too. Yeah, well, I, and so I, I would consider these things to have in your car 
at all times as well. So the extra cell phone battery or extra cell phone charger. And the other thing you also want to have in your trunk uh, for sure is a working jack and making sure you have a spare tire. Um, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. we're, often su- we're often surprised by how many people who don't realize they have a spare tire in their trunk or, or the fact that they may not actually have one until uh, they need it. So making sure that you have those three items along with that emergency kit and some of those seasonal items will really make uh, any road trip or any trip just that much safer so that you're prepared. Now, one of your uh, notes says that we should mention that car batteries fail in the summer, and we know that. But talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. People always assume the car batteries fail in the winter, but actually a lot of the damage that happens to car batteries, and a lot of times what happens in winter, is it's stuff that happens in the summer. It's because of the high heat. Um, and high heat can be really bad uh, to car batteries. It can lead to ex- uh, corrosion. It can lead to structural damage. It can damage the charging system. And it also can evaporate the actual uh, battery fluid in there. And I, I just want to put in perspective, if it's 32 degrees Celsius in the ambient air, under that hood, it can go upwards of 60 degrees or more. So you're talking about a lot of heat underneath. So if your car battery is more than three years old, Every time the season changes, it's time to go get it checked uh, and making sure that you, you get it checked by a, a professional. Now, Yeah, and question. I mean, if somebody doesn't have CEA uh, and they're, they're looking about getting coverage, do you, do you actually coat, cover the whole province? We actually cover the we actually cover the whole province. Actually, CA a CA membership will cover you across the country. Mm-hmm. All CA clubs uh, will offer uh, service and, and and protect you across the country if you're driving. But certainly within the province. Um, and I just want to mention about the car batteries. If you're a CA member and you need your car battery checked, you can actually do it at home. We if you call CA, uh, our mobile tire service uh, or sorry, our mobile battery service will come to your home if you uh, dial star two 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 on your mobile phone, and they'll come to your home, a, tech, a licensed technician will come, uh, test your battery, and even replace your battery if you need to. And uh, CA members also uh, receive a $25 discount on that battery itself. Uh, and also, if you're a premium member, you get 20 CA dollars with that as well. So it's a great service, but it's also a great time to get those things checked uh, and to also just make sure that your vehicle is in top shape before uh, the season. Exactly. I mean, the whole point is it's great to have an emergency kit, but you'd rather not want to use it. So, you know, <laughs> if, if you've got a garage a mechanic that you trust, take it in beforehand. Mm-hmm. Have that trip check done. You know, Dave, mm-hmm. what would you normally do on a trip check on a car? Well, first thing I always check is tire pressures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really anal about that because I've had a flat tire on the side of the road, and it's not a great place to meet people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tire pressures, I think, are number one. And see, the cars nowadays have TM, TPMS uh, systems, so they'll basically tell you where your tire pressures are. But uh, if you don't have that, uh, you can buy those little caps that'll tell you if they're green or red. Uh, if your tire pressures are good or bad, but definitely check your tire pressures. I think that's really important. Checking the oil, that's that's up there. I'm sure Tony will agree that, you know, the coolants mm-hmm. and the fluids, uh, really important stuff to be checking. Yeah. Right? Uh, air conditioning. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about air conditioning. Oh, yeah, I love air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> the older you get, so the more important. you want it. I got <laughs> 
especially now, you know, you know, especially now more and more people are probably taking, uh, you know, day trips and family car trips. You want to make sure that air conditioning is working. Nothing would be worse than a hot summer day and driving and having that air conditioner fail, right? So, right. And a lot, a lot of people these days don't realize that they have a cabin filter in their car. And if you've got a plug cabin filter, your air conditioner mm-hmm. or heater, for that matter, is not going to work properly. So if you're not mm-hmm. aware of it, have your garage check it. Otherwise, look in your owner's manual. Or you can check it on YouTube, which is also a great source for finding out what your car has and how you can do it. Because a lot of these things are quite simple to do. Um, if you're on a budget, by all means, you can go to the local car parts store, pick yourself a cabin filter up, and you can change it. Because I've seen so many of them where they're just so plugged with dirt and, and pollen and crap. And, and that's why the heater's not working. So, again, you don't want to find this out at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we used to say 64 airs. 60 kilometers an hour, four windows down. you got air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, and really these days it's about that comfort and safety of your vehicle. You know what? One more small thing that people often overlook is just your window, uh, your, your wiper blades. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. over winter, the wiper blades might, might wear down or it might get damaged. And we don't really think about those things. But, you know, in the summertime, you, you can get caught in some very severe rainstorms. And the last thing you want to know, have is, your wiper blades not working and you being unable to see out that that uh, the front of your car so have that checked as well uh before you hit the road this summer exactly and you make know, sure you've got washer fluid in there because you're going to need it yeah. you're going to get full of bugs especially early on in the season so mm-hmm. you want to just remember though that if you're going to use the bug juice kind of stuff in the summertime that you really should change it over in the winter time so that it doesn't freeze dave you know i was going to say that i found that the wiper blades get hard in the summer, they get get stiff and and they stop working because they're just chattering across the glass. So wiper blades, I think it's um, once a year you should be swapping them out anyhow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and honestly, it's one of those things that's so small that people don't often think about, but it actually makes mm-hmm. a big difference when you're driving uh, for the safe operation of your vehicle, especially when the weather changes, right? And so, yeah, absolutely change them on a regular basis and make sure that they're working because uh, they're they're out exposed and hot and cold that the plastic um, and rubber can can break apart. Now, some of this information is available at, at your website, uh, CAASCO. Um, that's that's your website, and it, you've got tons of information on there. Yeah, we we recommend actually checking out our. It's called our daily boost blog, and it's there's a whole list of articles and tips for safe uh, driving, car maintenance. Uh, and we are right now running a series uh, on summer adventures as people are looking to, to do something closer to home. So great ideas, great tips for anyone who's uh, thinking of hitting the road this summer at uh, caasco.com slash blog. And you, want and to you make, don't have to be a, Go ahead, Al. Sorry. And you want to make sure that that summer adventure isn't how your car broke down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got to make well, some new friends on the side one. of the highway and... Uh, <laughs> You know, they promised me they were going to take me to the local garage to have my car fixed, but it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, exactly. No, we, yeah, we don't want that uh, that type of adventure. We want your, it to be a fun adventure this summer. But we, CA will be out there to help you. If you're a CA member and anything happens, that's why you receive membership. Bring your card or download our app, and we'll be out there to help you to make sure that you can have a fun summer adventure, the good kind. I love it. It's so true. And... I was going to say, you don't have to be a CAA member to go to the website and get all this information, but it helps if you belong to the club. Yes, absolutely. You can always get that information without being a member, but as a member, you get access to our great services. So 
join CAA, and uh, we will help you make your summer road adventures that much safer. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Have you know, Dave, it reminded me of that commercial, you know, uh, the, uh, the product was so good, I bought the company. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe CEA is available for you. Yeah, I wish. Eight, they got 8 million members. It's going to be expensive. All right. After the break, <laughs> we're going to be talking to Ben Marecki. Again, we're going to talk about odometers. Are they foolproof? Stick around. You're going to find out. Welcome back. My name's Dave Renninger, and I'm here with Alan Gelman. And on the phone, we have Ben Marecki. Uh, ben is with Carpages. That's one of the largest automotive retail sites in Canada. Ben wrote a recent article, actually in a blog, about speedometer fraud, which we thought was fascinating. Ben, good morning. How are you? Morning, Dave. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. You know, my philosophy, any day you get up is a great day. True. So, uh how, how prevalent is speedometer fraud in the industry? Yeah, so we're talking about odometer fraud. Uh, so not how fast the car goes, but how much it's been driven. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's, it's uh, a fraud that has been historically maybe more prevalent. What's changed recently is that there's a lot more reporting now on vehicles than there used to be. So, for example, when you buy a Carfax report, it'll show every time that vehicle's been in the shop and what the odometer reading was. So it's a bit harder now to trick the system than it used to be. They usually take them out of province, don't they? I've, I heard that in Manitoba, you can spin it and bring it back into Ontario with a reasonable number. Right, yeah, so cross-province reporting is not as good. So if I was spinning a car, I'd be buying it in Manitoba, spin it back and bring it back to Ontario to the cell? Yeah, so that does happen. Um, you know, reports like Carfax are getting better at showing that data, but um, we're, it's still not 100% perfect. You know, the rumor that I heard was that the worst perpetrators are people that are leasing cars, and they're going over their mileage limits and uh, buying this equipment. You can get it on uh, Amazon and spinning back their odometers. Right. Yeah, I, I know that Omvic recently... Um, issued some fines for this in in the GTA where somebody was selling a vehicle and they somehow were able to roll back the odometer to make it look like it was you know a lower kilometer vehicle mm -hmm. than what it really was. So it, it does happen. Um, what's interesting is you can actually pay some. There's people that advertise online who will for 150 bucks come to your house and roll back your odometer to whatever number you want it to say. Unbelievable. And yeah. the police doesn't. The police won't follow it up because I guess it's not a, a heavy enough crime. Well, it's hard to track. It's hard to prove it. Interesting. Now, there's another form of fraud that that we should talk about is is rebadging cars. You know, where it comes in as an L, and uh, after a few stickers and some stuff, it becomes an XLT, and all of a sudden it's worth more money. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So that's something that. Um I haven't seen too much of or heard of anyways. Um, not that it doesn't happen, but that's an interesting one. I mean, I guess you really have to know what you're buying because, you know, an XLT and an XL uh, clearly have different features. So if you mm -hmm. know what those features are and what to look for, it would be an obvious scam. But for somebody that's unaware, um, yeah, I could see that being definitely uh, a way of getting more for the vehicle than what it's worth. 
fascinating stuff. You know, you got to be careful when you're buying vehicles. I mean, it's somebody else's headache or it's somebody else's joy, but you're taking it over. Let's quickly talk about how do we know that if a car has been turned back? I mean, what are the telltale signs? Yeah, so the big things are just excessive wear on the vehicle. So if a car has 200,000 kilometers on it and it's being sold as a car with 100,000 on it, I mean, things like the the gas and brake pedals will look more worn than they should. Um, things like pitted windshields or um, scratches on the dashboard, like if somebody had taken out the console to mm -hmm. roll that speedometer, those kinds of excessive wear signs are a warning. I see on uh, you have an extensive blog. I was reading the blog that you had, and it said, um, look for fingerprints on the inside of the plastic cover. I mean, that's right. a sure giveaway. <laughs> yeah, fingerprints on the inside are not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> it says, um, uh, look for scratches or scrapes around the instruments cluster. Are there any unusual switches or something on the dash? The speedometer console doesn't quite fit. So there are signs that the car can be uh spun uh i guess talking to the original owner like that would be a way to get around it or maybe the original servicing dealer yes so doing your research finding out who owned the car um how much they drove it and you know kind of digging into it that way one thing with the, with the digital odometers you actually don't have to take off the instrument cluster to roll back the odometer it's all digital so um with the right tool you just plug it into the the engine computer, and you can program it backwards without taking any screws out. Fascinating. So let's do a little commercial here. Tell me about Car Pages. How long has this been around? Car Pages was started in 2004, and wow. we are an online automotive marketplace in Canada. We work with over a thousand dealers across the country and have around a hundred thousand vehicles new and used on our website. So these are dealers that are OMVIC registered dealers, and everybody knows if you buy from an OMVIC registered dealer, you're protected from all this stuff that we're talking about. Right. Yeah. So in Ontario, it's OMVIC registered. In other provinces, the dealers are registered with that province. But exclusively, we only feature um, dealer vehicles. There's no private vehicles on our site. So not like the others. So you, you're basically not dealing with, uh, what do they call curbsiders? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, on a lot of private seller marketplaces, there's a lot of fraud, you know, out of country listings or curbsiders, people that are selling cars illegally. And we just found that instead of dealing with those kinds of people, it's easier just to focus on the dealer market and offer good quality vehicles from legitimate sellers. How do we get in touch with car pages? Go online to carpages.ca. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ben, thank you for taking time. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I enjoyed looking at your site just to see what I can't buy. Anyways, so we'll be right back after a few messages. This is Dave's Corner Garage. All righty, and we're back, and it's uh, Dave's Corner Garage. I'm here with Alan Gilman. Uh, just a couple of things I was going to say. Uh, we do have the contest going on for Triangle Tires. You can win four tires for your light car or truck. 
Big Al will install them for you. You get to meet him at his shop. And uh, all you have to do is go to davescornergarage.com, push the button, enter the contest. You can even do it on your phone. And uh, your odds are better than Lotterio, I'll tell you that. So, uh, Alan, I have a question from a listener. Um, he has bought a Honda CRV and he traded his old one in. And he notices in the owner's manual, it doesn't require him to change his timing belt. So let's talk about timing belts. What are they, and why do you have to change them? Well, timing belts were the second sort of generation. You see, engines originally, when they were built, the camshaft was in the engine block. And how they connected the crankshaft to the camshaft, because what the camshaft does, it controls the, the valves, the intake and exhaust valves. So they actually joined them by just gears. There was a bigger gear and a smaller gear. And, and, and they lasted forever, provided you, you change your oil once in a while. Well, when mm -hmm. they decided to try to get more horsepower out of an engine, then they started to go to overhead camshaft engines. And initially, there was just one camshaft on top of the cylinder head, and one timing belt was enough to take care of that. And it will last generally, you know, 100,000 kilometers in, in a lot of cases. And, uh, but then the next step after that, of course, was they started to come up with interference engines. And when they had interference engines, if you had the old-style belt on and it broke, then, Dave, what would happen to your motor? Your valves would bend, interfere with the pistons, and you need a motor. Exactly. So that's when they decided that we need something a little bit more reliable. So what they did then was they went back to timing chains again. And timing uh -huh. chains, and there could be multiple chains. You could have two or three chains because now we've got not just overhead cam, but we have dual overhead cam. And besides that... There's mechanisms inside there to change the timing on these things to give you a better fuel economy and, and lower the emissions. And these things are much more stressful uh, on the actual mechanism. So that's why they had to go to the chain. So like we say all the time, if you want these things to last, you got to take care of them. Uh, I don't know that going huge long intervals is enough. You can't wait for a computer to, to turn a light on and say you have no oil or it's time for an oil change. It's you as a responsibility. Your responsibility as an owner is to read the owner's manual and take care of the car and take it in and get these things done. Um, again, because if a timing chain goes, for example, that's huge money. Dave? Well, I was going to say that, you know, like I have a car right now, uh, Toyota Supra, the latest thing on the market. You do, you cannot even check the oil. There is no dipstick. You have to push a button on the dashboard, run the engine at 2,000 RPM, and the computer will measure the amount of oil in the engine and give you a reading. And I'm going, huh? <laughs> it drives me crazy. You're right. But it's it carries, I think, eight liters of oil. So I guess if it's down a liter, who cares, right? Well, right. But I hope that there's a mechanism in there to tell you that, it, that in fact, it is low. Because generally in the past, all you had was an oil pressure switch, which mm -hmm. basically, basically turned a light on when there was no oil. Not when it was down a liter or two, but when there was no oil. And, and yep. at, at that point, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of this a lot of damage to the engine you know oil used to call them idiot lights remember idiot lights that's right the idiot waited for the light to come on and then it was too late anyways <laughs> 
It's so true. But even in transmissions and, and automatic transmissions, you can't check the fluids on so a lot of these. Well, don't uh, say you, you can't, but you, you can, but you, you have to look at the owner's manual, and it'll show you how, or at least explain how you can get it done. So yeah. either you'll be doing it on an on-screen thing, your computer will tell you, or you're right, it, it may tell you that you do have to go into a service facility, and it can be checked. And especially so, if, if, you, decide, if you move your vehicle and all of a sudden you see a puddle underneath, and when you get home, the puddle is still there, which basically tells mm -hmm. you that it's oil rather than just water from your air conditioner. Well, then you got to look into it. Again, don't wait for a light to come on because then it will be an idiot light. Is it done because they want to drive them back to the dealerships for service? To a certain point. They didn't want people messing with it because now, especially so, you know, a lot of these fluids, are they're not just generic. In other words, you needed a brand-specific and vehicle-specific mm -hmm. fluid to put in your car. So, so, for example, if, if you got a Toyota with a CVT in it, a, a continually valued transmission, you have to use that right fluid that has the right package. And if you put in old-style fluid, uh, it, it's not going to go. It's going to end up with the demise of the engine or the transmission in this case. And, you know, because the manufacturer has to warranty these vehicles for a much longer time than they used to, they don't want you messing around with it because you could be the reason it messes up. And the other thing I, I didn't like was uh, oil changes once a year versus by mileage. I mean, my wife's car, which is a Mercedes, it's, it has an oil change once a year. And I'm going, that's impossible. Exactly. But it's, it's, it works. But apparently it works. I mean, our last Mercedes went for 11 years, and we did that once a year oil change. Um, yeah, they, well, because they're making them better. And don't forget, too, the fluids are better as well. Like we talked about being brand specific. You know, you've gone yeah. from an organic kind of fluid now to a synthetic fluid. And the synthetic fluid has properties that will allow it to go much, lo much longer. Fascinating. Okay, the time of the show has come to thank our guests. Yes, we've got to thank Adam Ruppel from Drive Festival. You can check it out, drivefestival.com. Great car show that's going to be coming up in the first week of September out of Mostport. Dave? Uh, I've got a note that says a shout-out to Jake Logan. I don't know who that is, but it works out just fine. <laughs> and I want to thank Tony Sai, from, uh, who's the VP of CAA, because get that car checked out so that you don't need to call the CAA. That's the whole hey, point. Hey, I know who Jake Logan is. That's your grandson. Oh, it is! Oh. Yeah! <laughs> sure, throw me under the bus. Thank you very much. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody's doing well, Mom and Dad and grandparents. Everybody, thank you. And Ben Marecki from Car Pages. If you've got a used car, make sure you get it checked out. Take it to your local garage. Have them check it out. Make sure it is exactly what they're telling you. Dave, we got to run. Safe driving, everybody. Have a great weekend, everybody, and see you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.